Alrighty, it is the super wildcard edition of the PFF forecast. It's very early on a Monday morning, just after Sunday night football, a pretty wonderful Sunday night football because uh, never wish bad on anybody, but the Steelers did happen to lose to the Cleveland Browns, called them overrated, they got mad. Since then, they've won two games, same number as the Jets. The Jets. Yeah. Jets. So there's that. Um, we're going to talk about the division, uh, the wild card, what we learned, mm-hmm. and then we're going to guess the lines of great divisional matchups. These are awesome. We'll probably find a teaser or two, play some bets. It's going to be fun. Let's rock. some quote tweets but you know what yeah the bigger man prevails the bigger man prevails also i should say full disclosure can't find the quote tweets because there have been so many quote tweets that when i scroll all the way to the bottom i only get to three hours ago which is just people body bagging the Steelers. Yeah. There's also a lot of just deleted tweets that that a lot uh, that appear on there a good number there were some that sort of questioned our ability to do physical things somebody said could we you know put our hands around could we actually fit our hands around a football which is interesting given i don't have proof propensity to drop passes i don't have a proof i haven't seen you hold a football yeah i mean you haven't seen me hold one look so we don't know bud bud was the one that called you a was it eric ebron or bud dupree that called you a computer i think it was bud dupree called computer computer guy you know bud dupree has a third as many touchdowns as i did in college but yeah you know he uh, you know, it was it was pretty funny. Hey, I took that in stride. I, my bio on Twitter is still computer geek, and I thought it was funny. And um, yeah, it's it has there an were age there were there are some interesting. Um, you can go read them yourself. Yeah. If I can ever recover them, we'll do a special reading of them. I promise. Um, let's talk about this game though, because twenty eight zero. What was your confidence level at? Twenty eight zero. 28-0 was the the Pittsburgh looked so bad that I was fairly confident. I mean, they didn't score a touchdown till when? Till the two minute warning of the second quarter. It wasn't really. I mean, if if they would have just it sounds stupid, but if they would have done what Kansas City did in the Houston game and scored like right away after the 28-0, they would have been fine, I think. But the they punted at the opponent opponent's 41 down 28 nothing in the second quarter and that wasn't even the worst punt they had all game like they they really did eventually give the Ste- give the the Browns a run for their money uh, you know the the punt at about midfield it was like fourth and one that was the one right i think it was the end of the third quarter start of the fourth yeah um that like they had a chance i mean the one thing you worried about the one thing that i worried about the whole game was Baker Mayfield at some point is going to have to drop back and throw the ball. Okay. Because you just can't, NFL players are too good for you to just run out the clock on the game. We see this all the time. So why we talk about, you got to run out the score. Right. And that's what impressed me the most, honestly, with Baker was in games in order for you to have confidence in a quarterback, 
there's got to be a point where you feel like they're going to lose it and then they come back and win it you know they establish the fact that they've won it and he did that he made throws yeah you i mean you have to be able to play um you you have to be able to play like in all sort of circumstances right and that was something we talked about like today with lamar jackson he was able to come from behind for the first time in his career i think after a trailing by 10 or more um baker has done a good job of coming from behind he did it over in cincinnati this year but in this one they stalled on off i mean they played four corners from like 15 minutes left in the second quarter to basically you know three or four minutes left in the first half they did drive down and score the touchdown Mm -hmm. near the end and then and then they played four corners again for like about half of the third quarter maybe more and then they had the long nick chubb touchdown so I um yeah I I agree this really helped I think the the Baker Mayfield uh, stock grow a little bit we were worried about him a little bit although I was our terrified. models liked Cleveland I was absolutely terrified I I I this was a huge game for him because I don't think there were many people that really believed in him that he could do this in a moment like this on the road against a team like the Steelers who he had played so poorly against earlier in the season and he absolutely did so now he's got a chance to actually beat a very good team that's not going to come out and throw throw you the ball. It's not, not gonna, if they spot you, if the Chiefs spot you 14 points, you're not winning the game. <laughs> you know, it's like you're not ahead. You are still tied with the Chiefs until the game is over and you've actually won the game. That's how good they are. Very different from the Steelers. So mm-hmm. that will be interesting. The impressive thing I thought, second most impressive thing about what the Browns did was, and I think this is a testament to what they're building organizationally, is their coaching. Like they didn't appear frazzled as a team organizationally, right? Their play calls were sound. They didn't have a bunch of penalties. You know, they didn't have personnel issues. Like without a coaching staff and without so many players, I thought that was impressive as well. Yeah, uh, you know, they're a team, they had a lot of defensive backs out. You know, they, I mean, th- this is the thing. I mean, the the question becomes, how are they going to be able to hold up against Kansas City next week? Um, hopefully they'll get to practice this week. Hopefully they'll get their coaches back. Um, but, like, without any defensive backs, I mean, they're basically just bleeding, right? And And they're waiting for the other team to make a mistake. If they don't get defensive backs back on the field it'll be trouble how many times this week are we gonna have to hear about the oklahoma texas tech game it was like 66 59 we're gonna hear about that baker and and mahomes played each other in college we're gonna hear about that a hundred million times so we won't talk about it here let's go to the steelers real quick what so they have a bunch of free agents juju is a free agent Uh, i have the list here juju is a free agent uh, Mike Hilton is a free agent. Alejandro Villanueva, the left tackle, is a free agent. The formerly noted Bud Dupree is a free agent. James Conner. By the way, people are on Twitter defending Ben now. Of course. Look, he valiant effort at the end. He really gave it his all. Cameron Sutton, uh, free agent. Uh, Matt Filer, also free agent. So a bunch of free agents. Big Ben has a $41 million cap hit. What's your move if you're the Steelers? I don't know, man. I mean, because they do have some talent. Yeah, the problem is, and I talk, you know, I I talk a decent amount about this with other teams too. Like, you have a great defense, but you can't hold that fixed, right? Like when you, 
the worst thing the teams can do right now is to say we're good at do X. They, do y. they have that great of a defense? Nick Chubb just ran straight through them. Well, that's the point. Yeah. But like, but it, but look, if you're a Steelers fan and you're being optimistic, you say we have a really good defensive front. You had six, four, three players, sorry, with over sixty pressures. Dupree would have had over sixty had he been healthy the whole year. Mm-hmm. You have Devin Bush coming back from injury. Um, you have a secondary with with uh, Hayden Nelson, Hilton, Mick Fitzpatrick, and Edmonds. And Edmonds, I believe, is a free agent. But you know what I'm saying? Like they there's a ton there's a ton there mm-hmm. um but you when you when you go and do these things you can't say i'm gonna hold this fixed right because you they, like things regress especially the weak link systems defense for the Steelers regressed mid-game today right the, tomlin's uh, excuse for that punt in the third quarter fourth quarter was um my defense was getting was playing really well like they're literally re- like yeah. instability of defense from quarter to quarter in this game, and so my issue is that's is a you, horrible so, excuse. So by when the you, way. yeah, when you say something like you know they have good they have good pieces, I'm a little bit more likely to buy into them when they're wide receivers, Deontay yep. Johnson, Washington, yep. Schuster, Smith Schuster, um, and so forth, but. It's flimsy, right? Like, if they try to run it back, like, this could be a situation akin to, like, Brett Favre, you know, where he comes back and he's just old and he can't play and it goes south really quickly. And if you're Mike Tomlin, do you really want to come back? If you're Tomlin and Big Ben, do you really want to come back for a situation where you're in an AFC North now where you might have the fourth-best quarterback? And you might be – and you might – like, it might go south for you quickly, and these are not young people. You don't have a shot to win the Super Bowl in the AFC. You don't. But by the way, the reasoning for why so if you say your defense is playing really well, yet you're not willing to take the chance that the opponent gets the ball at midfield, then your defense isn't playing very well. No. You know, like yeah. if you actually believe that. But if you're if you're the Steelers, do you really think you have a shot in the AFC? No. And here's what they need to do. I'm going to tell you right now. So, big if Big Ben is your quarterback next year, and people ranted and raved. They said 15 to 25. You called him the 15 to 25 ranked quarterback. You're out of your mind. Go watch this game and tell me where Big Ben should rank. And kudos to Big Ben. He's had a very successful career. I'm not going to comment on his off the field stuff. On the field, he has had a successful career. He is no longer a, a quarterback that you put on the field and go, yeah, we have a chance to win the Super Bowl. So you need to take a shot. They need to draft a quarterback in the first round. And they should go trade for Sam Darnold. Yeah. Because they have receivers that can get open and that can go down the football field. And there's probably no shot that they're going to get anyone as talented as Sam Darnold on their team in any other way than taking a this, shot on him when he's kind of washed. This up. sounds kind of stupid because he's a he's a young quarterback still on his rookie deal. But I think Darnold's even too expensive. You think so? Because they have, you know, when you look at quarterback deals, he was the third overall pick. He's going to be year four. Next season, his deal is going to be in that, like, $7 million range, so then another year added to that. So probably more like eight or nine. And, like, you're better off drafting – Mac Jones or somebody like that in this back half of the first round and having that salary be I mean I'm, I'm trying to look at what that okay. would end up being so now let me give you Jordan so, Love made three million dollars this year 
That that to me is like, if you're going to say, okay, how do we square this circle with Big Ben's cap and still trying to that that's again what that's the, the other thing with the Falcons with Matt Ryan when you carry this big ass deal part of the you know that loosens the edge on getting a young quarterback because a lot of the edge in having a young quarterback is having the deal that they have and okay. so here's another option let's say that there are a few teams that convince themselves they don't need a quarterback in the top of the draft and a guy like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields slips a little bit. The Pittsburgh Steelers should absolutely go up and get one of those guys. They should. They, there is no reason not to do one, make one of these moves like, it's not perfectly like, but kind of like what the Chiefs did. You have players on your team. Like they have some receivers that can get open, that can go down the football field. Why not try and go get a good quarterback now? I don't see why you would wait. I think that's what they got to do. So those are my two cents. Okay, let's move on from um, the Steelers. Let's talk about the Seahawks a little bit. What what the hell happened to the Seahawks and how do you fix it? I, there's a couple things. There's a couple things. One of them is that the Rams are a really bad matchup for the Seahawks, mm-hmm. right? So what they do would probably have a, a negative impact on Seattle no matter what. It's inexcusable to lose at home to a combination of John Wolford and a broken thumb. I mean, the throws that were coming out of Jared Goff's hand were just an absolute Not travesty. Great. So they're – but they, over the past seven games before the playoffs, were building up to something that was not good. I – they they were not throwing on early downs they were you know being content being a running football team um and you know i i hate to say this because tonight it, it looks like practice didn't matter for the browns but like if you don't practice like a pass first football team you're not like when you need to be right like was there ever a time in that game where you were, i i think i bet seattle when it was like tied but but when they got behind i was kind of like this is yeah. do you see them like having the even the aggressiveness no russell wilson since week 10 is the fort was the 14th highest graded passer um 75.2 uh in in pff grade so that is one thing he did not play as well but also they didn't give him the opportunities to play as well as he was on early downs which you spoke about their pass rate on first and second down dropped by nearly 10% after, I think, week six. And if you look at that game against the Rams in the first half, their pass rate on early downs was below 60%. They were near 70% at the beginning of the year. So here's what I, here's what I think the Seahawks need to do. I think it's time to abandon uh, some part of your coaching staff. Now, is that Pete Carroll? It's, it has to be. I think it... I think it either has to be Pete Carroll or you need Pete Carroll to make the realization that Brian Schottenheimer is is just not that's not that's not the guy and you need to go find someone. But let me ask you this. If they moved on from Pete Carroll, could they not go get one of the best coaching candidates out there? When I wrote an article it's going to go on the site I think tomorrow about the the best head coaching candidates. I mean, we saw Arthur Smith kind of what he can offer 
both good and bad today for Tennessee. Yeah, the problem is he's going to come to Seattle and just run the ball yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. At the you know, or does he if they don't have the the high investment in the running back? I mean, you hope yeah. you you'd hope, but then there's Joe Brady. There's even somebody like. I feel like Todd Bowles would would hire somebody who's smart on offense. Um, you know, there there are candidates. Sal- Robert Salah would. I, it sounds like he might go to Detroit. But like, there are there are be enemy be enemy right. Who, depending upon who you ask, had a good or bad interview. The enemy would be with, fascinating with, with, with Atlanta, Seattle, right? Well, the other thing, yeah, and there's they the have, players love be enemy. They have the Tyler. Thing. Let's just think about this for a second. They have Russell Wilson. They have DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett, and they couldn't beat a combination of John Wolford and Jared Goff with four fingers on his throwing hand. The um, that's a disaster. The Seahawks, the Seahawks do need to get better personnel wise, and I'll say this: when your second receiver is Tyler Lockett, and he's kind of always banged up, you do need, I think, like they probably could use another bona fide threat at the receiver position. Everybody could. Go, go. They're, they're out there. But don't this, you isn't, think Lockett, this isn't like finding a franchise quarterback. Lockett's a three, I think. Like a very good three. A what? Lockett's a, Lockett's a number three receiver given his availability. I'm not going to deign a response to that. That's ridiculous. I, Tyler Lockett is a number three receiver? Given his availability, I think he probably needs to play about half the snaps. Yeah. It, don't you think? No, I no. mean, come, come back here. That's ridiculous. The, the, Tyler Lockett's amazing. Yes, he is, but he's he's not healthy all the time. He okay. hasn't been able to he hasn't been able to be the number one receiver for that team. No, absolutely not. I'm and, not and you look him a number so, one receiver. So he had the the 15 catch game against the Cardinals. Then his catches were like four, four, five, nine, three, six, five, four, three, and then twelve, and then two. He's perfect for that. He's perfect for that like that the third receiver role where the guy he high variance but i don't think and again this is the same thing with minnesota this is the same thing possibly with cleveland we'll see next week you i think some of these teams leave meat on the bone at the third receiver position and then when guys are banged up or guys can't be everything to their team their offense struggles immensely here's what where i will agree with you the difference between a second and third receiver should not be a cliff you should not have to fall off a cliff to get from your second receiver to your third yeah. receiver. And I guess Lockett did have 100 catches this year, but his, his yards it, per catch dropped by two and a half yards. He like Tyler Lockett is awesome. So I know I don't I, I don't disagree, but having him as your two when he's not necessarily the most reliable player from a health standpoint. Yeah, he has been banged up over the, the course. I mean, of the past he did. Couple yeah, years. I. But he, he plays. It's not as if he does not. Yeah, play. he's started all sixteen. He's played all sixteen games last four years. But he. But you know what I'm saying. He has games where he disappears. What you're saying is they need a third receiver. Yeah. Now, part of what you're saying is DK Metcalf took off in the beginning of the year, and the Seattle Seahawks not throw the ball enough. But Tyler Lockett, you can win a Super Bowl with Tyler Lockett as the second best receiver on your team. You can't win a Super Bowl if you're running less or uh, running more than sixty percent of the time on early downs, and you have no third receiver option. Got to have a third receiver option. So, or Devontae Adams. Um, I, th- I think they need to strongly consider a new coach. I, I just I yeah, do. I, and they and Bianami would be perfect because Carroll does not 
Carroll does not have any tactical advantages over any other coach in the league right now. Neither does the guy who just lost to the Browns tonight. Tomlin and Carroll are cut from the same cloth. They're they're great culture they're leader. Builders. They're yeah. leaders, but they do not in any way, shape, or form. I mean, uh, Pete Carroll said he was thinking about not calling a timeout before that false start when they were down, I believe, seven and punting you know, on fourth and one because he said, I wanted to punt anyway. I mean, both guys, dreadful. And from a from a, a tactical standpoint, but they do resonate with their players. Biennemi, former second-round pick of the Chargers, very, like, I think would he would fit at that role perfectly. And if he added anything from the, from the tactical advantage standpoint, they, it would be a winner for that team. I agree. I 100% agree. So I think that's something that they've got to consider. Okay. Last storyline before we move on to the divisional round. Deshaun Watson is very unhappy. I'm shocked, personally. I'm stunned that he might be very unhappy with what appears to be a very questionable um, process for hiring a GM and a coach in Houston, per reports from many different reputable news sources. Watson, for anyone that does not know, is currently vacationing in what appears to be Cabo San Lucas with his girlfriend. And so the the juxtaposition of Twitter lighting on fire every time anyone from the Texans says anything, and then going on to Instagram and seeing Deshaun Watson's Instagrams are hilarious because yeah. he's on a boat chilling, and then you go to Twitter and the world is on fire yeah. because his team can't figure anything out. I think this is. I think he's going to demand a trade. I think he should. I don't think he. I don't think that franchise deserves Deshaun Watson. Let's start with the Dolphins. I'm going to ask you this question: The Dolphins with Deshaun Watson would be what? Uh well, they would be in contention for the AFC East every year with the Bills. Uh, the only thing that I'm a little worried about is Watson is going from a team that I don't think is bare as far as talent is. Like Brandon Cooks, like they were Will Fuller possibly. They were a seven and nine team if you sort of like look at, you know, close wins versus close losses and stuff. They're gonna get a new coach. Um they don't have any draft picks. But the team that acquires them is also not going to have any draft picks because they're gonna have to use them all to, to get Watson. So the Dolphins are not I don't think the Dolphins have the weapons that the Houston Texans do. So, like, I get a little worried about that. Unbelievable. Uh, am Unbelievable. I wrong? Unbelievable. You're so, worried? So, so I, we the, just talked the about The Miami this. Dolphins almost dragged into the playoffs and almost won the AFC East with a combo sure, of and quarterbacks. It, sure, that and are if you just, hold constant the fact that Xavier Howard had 10 picks, that Byron Jones continues to play well, that they get – uh but Emmanuel Ogba's best season ever you don't need that though you I mean sure you don't but I, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is is I don't think Miami Miami's a better situation than Houston but you do have to take into consideration part of the issue issues that happen in Houston are that they have no draft picks and the issue that who, for whomever acquires him in the trade is that they're going to have no okay. draft picks okay all right. You know, because what, what is it going to take? If you're Miami, what do you have to trade to get him? I would go check out the article that Brad 
Spielberger and Kevin Cole wrote for PFF.com where they go over the different trades and the hypothetical that they had for the Miami Dolphins would be that the Dolphins send the third pick, which was originally Houston's pick that Houston sent to Miami for Laramie Tunsil, number 18 as well in this year's draft, a 2022 first and Tua Tungavailoa. So yeah, I mean, they're losing two firsts this year and a first the next year, but they'd have both their seconds. Um, and, and they'd have Devontae Parker and they'd have Jaquim Grant and they'd have a okay offensive line and they would have the Chan Gailey just retired. Chan Gailey did a really good job with the Miami Dolphins this year. Um, totally and yeah. again, when you, again, the, the issue I have, and again, Watson is going to cover a multitude of these sins. I'd rather have Watson and all this shit happening, which regression, so on and so forth. But you can't hold constant some of these things. Like the the Miami Dolphins defense being really good at producing turnovers is very likely not to happen yeah. next year. And so, also so we're not starting from 10 and you 6. You can't hold the Bills constant either. But the Bill the Bills are the Bills are better at the things that are more stable. They're better at the strongling systems. Like like Stephon Diggs isn't going to turn into yeah, you're being a hater, I think. I'm not being a hater. I'm saying <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be a proper expectations analyst. Again. Oh, God, help us all. Okay, so here's what the Dolphins do. They trade for Deshaun Watson. They sign Will Fuller. Um, they use a second-round pick on a receiver. And the Miami Dolphins with Deshaun Watson are the best team in the AFC East. Okay, what about the San Francisco 49ers? They have $32 million in cap. So Miami would have to maneuver a little bit to get Watson. Why does everyone, when you bring up signing someone, go, oh, well, look at their I'm cap? Not... And then you go look at the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints literally sign anyone they want to. Like, you can sign people. Yes, but that's like that's like, that's like like saying, like, this person doesn't follow. I don't know who we're talking about, but this person doesn't follow any laws. So why should I wear my seatbelt? Yeah, they have they have cap space. I think they could make it. Okay. Uh, um. You're talking about San Fran? Yeah. Now, what, what's the question? What, what are the San Francisco 49ers with Deshaun Watson? Uh, very, very good. Um, Better than the Dolphins. Do you think – so here's my one question, and this yeah. might sound silly, but I think, it, I think it's realistic. Shanahan has always preferred quarterbacks he can control. Yeah, but you say that a lot, but also, like, they tried to get Tom Brady – they couldn't, so they got Jimmy G. Did they try that hard? Ask John Lynch. I don't know. He called up Bill Belichick and said, hey, I want Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, I think that's trying decently hard. Yeah, I don't but, think but that's, people... like, that's the John Lynch part of the equation. It's sort of like, you know, Kyle, I mean, Kyle Shanahan can't turn down don't Brady. Talk. You, know, you think Shanahan and John Lynch sure, don't but talk? He, again, the, the quarterback Shanahan has had, he's never the only, the only quarterback. But that's the thing. He's had them. He hasn't really been in a position where he's choosing them that often. Jimmy G. That's what we just talked about, Jimmy right? G, but and then, my point is that they called about Tom but, Brady. But, they, but the last time, and I have to remember exactly what the situation was, But and this might have been, Kyle was still with his dad in Washington, mm-hmm. right, when it was RG3. Yeah. Like, that was the one, like, superstar kind of, and they, they rubbed heads almost like, don't you dare. Don't you dare correlate RG3 and Sean Watson, the heavenly savior, our Lord and savior, Deshaun Watson with RG3's whack job situation. Okay. I, uh, I, I'm, not, is, I'm not disputing the fact he's a whack job, yeah. but I look, 
I think if they had him, they would be amazing. There would be a little bit of Shanahan that would actually have to open the offense up a little bit. They'd have to go a dot more than like negative 0.4 yards, um, which would be something. My my biggest thing is I don't think they'll do it. Yeah, I'm nervous about it too. Who do you think? So what do you think happens? Right I now? think I think Houston hangs on to him. Ugh. But but here's the thing that I think ends up being the result, which is kind of cheeks. Houston is going to hang on to him. They might even sign a head coach that he wants, like a la Kevin Garnett in Minnesota, like where they just do, you know, they they they, yeah, they placate him in like negative EV ways. And they, I don't know if he, they even have the ability to do this, but I, I think they're going to make some acquisitions that they think make him happy that are going to be negative EV. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, because Watson's great, but there, but the chances that he actually is talent evaluating wide receivers that like so that's somebody else's job, right? He should not be the person that's sitting there making. But all but the you calls. think? But I do think that there's going to be the 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 pull for them to like try to please him, which is not it. The the way to please a brilliant quarterback like that is to not have a shit state. Yeah, not have a shitty confident team. Yeah. That's the thing. Because he wasn't even upset last year when they traded Watt, Watt, uh, Hopkins. Like, he was he was moderately irritated. Now he's like, you know, the reports are he's not happy at all. Extremely unhappy. Yeah. I, I think the team that would be the best with him are the Niners. I think the Dolphins would probably be yeah. second there. All those, all those teams are great. And all those teams, again, I think the issue is, I think with the Dolphins, you have to treat them as if they're like an eight and eight team. If, if you do that, I think expectations, if they brought in Watson, perfectly sensible, right? They're not a 12 and four team. They're probably a, my pro, if, if they get Deshaun Watson, what's their season win until next year? Depends who else they sign. Um, Let's just say Watson and basically the exact same roster from last year. Nine and a half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, but. Wasn't that the Packers win total this year? That's all, yeah, but most most teams are. I mean, the Niners this year were ten and a half. Right. What do you think? Well, that, well, I bought the under. Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. I had. Yeah, all first time depositors. That could be you at monkeyknifefight.com. You put in at least twenty dollars into their account while using the promo code PFF. You get a free PFF Edge annual subscription. That's for a whole year, and that means you get a forty dollars subscription for just depositing $20 and you get to then spend that $20 making more money playing prop games and daily fantasy sports at monkeyknifefight.com. By the way, Monkey Knife Fight has some pretty sweet swag as well. Deshaun Watson, who knows something about fashion, has rocked their stuff. So go to monkeyknifefight.com and make it happen with promo code PFF. While the holiday season may be over, the sports calendar right now is as good as it's ever going to get. The NFL playoffs, you got the NBA season starting up. You even have college sports, if that's your thing. And the DraftKings Sportsbook app is what you need to make sure you can enjoy absolutely all of it. It is safe and reliable. It's the one where it's just as easy to deposit and withdraw. It's not the case at a lot of places. And if you use promo code PFF, you get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. It's pretty simple. So use promo code PFF when you sign up. Make your deposit 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. That's, of course, the NFL playoffs, and there are some great games, so make it happen at the DraftKings Sportsbook 
app. Remember, this is for a limited time only, so go make it happen now before the games get started. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This podcast is brought to you by pristineauction.com. Check out their daily auctions with $1 starting bids on over 8,000 football items that are up for auction. Signed helmets, balls, jerseys, and much more. Pristine Auction guarantees the authenticity of every product. Use promo code PFF. That's promo code PFF for $10 off your first invoice. If you are enjoying the NFL playoffs and you don't have a PFF subscription, then you're not enjoying them as much as you could be. Go to pff.com, get an Edge subscription. That gives you all of the premium content. There's a ton of great content that helps you with DFS, betting, props. There's a lot out there, and that's a great deal. It's just $40 for the whole year. And with the draft coming up, it gives you the draft guide. You can't enjoy the draft without it. So that's an Edge subscription. But if you want to step your game up, an Elite subscription gives you the props tool, which, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know if I would have made it through a pandemic football season without it. It is absolutely fantastic, especially in these playoff games where it's harder to bet the sides and totals. Of course, the betting dashboards and the DFS optimizer with an elite subscription at pff.com. And if you want some free stuff, there's good free stuff too. The PFF podcast in particular, the Chris Collinsworth podcast that has uh, Richard Sherman on every week. Last week, they had Devontae Adams join as well. If you didn't listen to that because of all the stuff that went on last week, go check it out. Devontae Adams is an absolute stud on and off the field. So go make it happen wherever you get your podcast. Um, okay, let's get to divisional weekend. Okay, did you guess the lines? The, the, we didn't know what the games were. Yeah, well, until they were announced yeah. and then you guessed them. Okay. okay. So once again... I'm playing by the rules. Let it let the record let, show. Let it be known. Let it be written. Uh, Rams. Your, your two teams advanced: Buffalo and Tampa. Yes. And my two teams: New Orleans and by the by the hair of their chinny chin chin, chin. the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. We're on. We're on to the divisional, and uh, these teams are playing. So it's each basically other. a steak dinner on the line with Ravens Bills between us and, and Tampa, and New, Tampa Orleans. New Orleans. So there's, this is going to be great. I'm very excited. First game on Saturday. I am the favorite and one and the dog and the other. Is Rams Packers in Green Bay. Looks like Aaron Donald is going to play. Who the quarterback is, it, you know, it's going to be Jared Goff. But, like, it show, it does show, like, a remarkable, uh, like I said the other day, the Seahawks should feel insulted they were only three-point favorites on the close. And the Rams quarterback should feel insulted that they don't even know who's starting and they still and can they hang a line. a line out there. Yeah. Uh, and this is, we talked about Metcalf, Ramsey. This is even better. Ramsey and Adams is the best cornerback and, well, one of the two best because Jair Alexander is also in this game and the best wide receiver in the NFL going up against one another. So that'll be great. I guess that it should, I think it should be Green Bay minus seven. You're right. There you go. Um, I thought it could be six and a half. I was close to saying six and a half, and then I realized I would bet Green Bay at six and a half. Uh, I'll bet Green Bay at seven. I honestly like that's what I've kind of come around to. My my only issue here is how good the Rams defense is. But the but I think it's I think we're we're gravitating towards my take, which is almost always defense is overvalued on the betting market. And 
matchups are under like the matchup between them and Seattle is is such a bad one whereas I think Green Bay with a week off at home team from LA going to play Green Bay this is what won me over was listening to Devontae Adams talk on Chris's podcast with Richard Sherman which was last week and it kind of got caught up in all the other shit happening but is a good listen by the way and he talked about the way that they prepare to play on Lambeau Field. That, to me, is a real advantage, especially in the freezing cold. That's why in the matchup between Ramsey and Adams, I will take Devontae Adams in this matchup. As much as I love Jalen Ramsey, I think Devontae Adams wins this matchup. And Aaron Rodgers is just playing too well. Like He just is playing so well that I think he will get rid of the ball quickly. He'll find his receivers. He'll be very prepared for this game. so that's why I would lean Packers minus seven if I had to. Um, I, I do like, you know, Packers in a teaser. Yeah, I mean, especially now that you have the full seven, you can yeah. tease them down. And if you like our Ravens on, on that night. Okay, well, let's get there up in a second. To eight and a half. Oh, it is two and a half. Damn it. Sorry. What'd you, what'd you say? I guess? said three. Well, it is basically a three, which is a, which, um, if your book isn't offering a three, so right now Buffalo's minus two and a half, minus one twenty one. So you're not wrong. Buff, uh, Baltimore is plus two and a half, plus one hundred two. Total on this game fifty. By the way, total on the previous game forty six, which I kind of think is pretty spot on. Yeah, fifty in this game. Um, so can I tell you how I came to three? <laughs> I started at four and a half. <laughs> I started at four and a half. And I worked my way back to three. You thought that, okay. Well, I like your process. But let me tell you why. So I watched Baltimore play the Titans. And I realized something. The Tennessee Titans lost that game. Okay. And respect to the Ravens. I was rooting for the Ravens. I wanted to see Lamar win that game. Like it's better for football. I, I like their organization so much more. I love Lamar, all that stuff. But the Tennessee Titans... Literally, you could watch the game dripping down Mike Vrabel's leg throughout the game. And that's what it was. It was the, awful. The punting, the running of Derrick Henry yeah. straight into the line every fucking play was a disaster. Baltimore did a great job of not falling apart and then, you know, chipping away. Yeah. But Buffalo is the type of team where if they score 10 points early, they're going to score 14 points in the next quarter. Right. Yeah, you're 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 right. Um, but, then, but then I worked my way back by saying the Ravens' rushing attack with Lamar is so dynamic, and the Bills are not a good run defense. They're not, and they don't try. But in this game, is there? So they did they did to Indianapolis what we thought they would do, which is entice them into running the football. And Rivers completed passes on late downs. Is Lamar going to be able to do that? I don't think so. Like you put Tre'Davious White on. Marquise Brown, who played really well today at over 100 yards, um, also made some plays. You know, he almost like gave up like a safety on like a couple of those mm-hmm. with the backward pass. Um, so, you know, I, I like I like Buffalo in this spot. I don't know if the minus 121 is kind of a little rich. Um, but I, I think they match up really well here. I, I, I'd be, I'd be on board laying the two and a half with Buffalo here. Yes. No buy, no buy by the way anymore. But, um, also uh, let me talk for a second here. So the Packers 
last last week were a value at like four plus four fifty mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl. To win the Super Bowl, Kansas City was like plus two ten or plus two twenty. Uh, on fa- uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, I'm sorry. Chiefs are plus 200. Packers now 375. No longer a value. Hmm. There's going to be a team we're talking about in a little bit. I think, you know, Cleveland shows some value. We'll talk about what to actually do with Cleveland. It's probably a money line rollover situation yes. you want to do instead. But there's a team where I do think, and we'll talk about them later, that has value on the Super Bowl futures market still. I know what team this is. And I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I am also really excited for Lamar Josh Allen. Josh Allen is, uh, I believe he and Tom Brady had the two highest graded games in the wild card round. He was fucking spectacular on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Throwing the ball down the field with precision and accuracy. He had that one like really bad fumble that could have been catastrophic. But that was another situation where they're a team that's favored but new to winning in the playoffs there's a veteran colts team that has their shit together and you never saw josh allen panic it was dare i say a little mahomesian in the calmness that he had in always be you were never worried that the bills were going to be able to move the ball and they needed to move the ball that was super encouraging and now you have lamar you never were worried about whether they would do what's necessary to move the ball. Yep. And now you have Lamar coming in, who's had this, like, I was called a receiver. I won the MVP. I lost in the playoffs. I got off to a bad start. And I'm like, re- he's had, like, three careers in his mm-hmm. first three years. And um, it's super fascinating. And then you have Baker, obviously, the next game we're going to talk about. I think if we redrafted now, at least I would go – Josh Allen, Lamar Baker. Yeah. What would you do? Josh Allen, Lamar Baker sounds right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Lamar, Lamar and Baker. Where's close. the biggest gap? The The biggest gap is between Josh Allen and everybody else. I agree. Unfortunately. I mean, like, the, well, what do you it, mean? Unfortunately, I love Josh Allen. Yeah. No, I, I like Josh Allen too. I, I just think, the he's so fun to watch yeah um yeah no it's it's good i i i would say um i would say you know al uh, baker is approaching lamar baker's closer to lamar than he was last year by by a a, a decent amount so um lamar had a great game rush rush for a ton of yards they really have to obviously you know we we still have to wonder if he can pass the football yeah i think you could make a le- you could make a legitimate case for baker over lamar i think yeah okay let's move to uh cleveland kansas city all right i think i'm off here but uh i guessed i spent more time in fairness guessing baltimore kansas city and then having to throw that out uh but I had Kansas City as an 11.5-point favorite at home against Cleveland. Yeah, so it's open at 7.5. It's now 10. <laughs> Fuck. I still, like, I still like the Chiefs minus 10. Uh, oh, you know, The Chiefs God. are 0-7-1 against the number. I could have gotten this at 7.5? What were they smoking when they yeah, put up 7.5? I mean, this thing, I don't know. Do we see this? And now it's Chiefs. It's Chiefs minus 10, minus 112. I feel like if you if you want to keep going, it's it's probably a good thing. I, the total is 56. I actually bought a little bit of under. 56 is a haul. 
It is a lot. I don't know, though. Stefanski back. I, I do have faith in the Cleveland offense to a certain degree. Yeah. I think I, I think they, they all, won. The, they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's know? what I'm saying. Like, I think this is kind of a laugher, actually. You know, I hope I hope I'm I hope I'm right, because I don't want to like, look, this this set up really perfectly for Kansas City. Right. Because <laughs> no shit. Like, <laughs> I, you know, they went from facing Baltimore in a, like super revenge spot to facing a, a letdown Cleveland. Yeah. Right. Like this is a letdown spot. It could be though. I Cleveland mean, Cleveland was a fourth down, a correct fourth down decision or two away from losing that yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. And their defense is absolutely. I mean, it's like right. that they guy were missing a ton of players. It's like that meme guy that's like, like, like you know, the guy. At yes, the, the, the security door. guy. Yeah, like that's You're how getting they better with people. the memes. Yeah, I've noticed the gifts and the you're catching yeah. on there. No. I'm trusting the process. Also, you're rocking the long sleeve shirt, short sleeve shirt over the top of it. And it reminds me of something funny. So when I was younger, I was into um, like ice hockey a little bit. San Jose Sharks fan. And I was homeschooled, which probably tells people a lot up until high school. So we would go to like the ice skating rink a bunch. And I kind of caught on to like ice hockey fashion, I guess you could say. Sure, sure. So you had you had the, the hair. No, no, no. It was the shorts over the like pants. It was not a great look. It was really not a good. It's not my proudest moment. I'll see if I can find a picture for you. Um, man, I, I'll try and find a picture. It was a fucking disaster. Okay. Um, anything else on this game? Uh, no. I mean, I'll be interested to see where the props come out. Obviously, Buffalo was 8-0 against the spread. Last eight games, they don't cover against Indy. Was a Indy a very inspired effort. By the way, can we talk for a second does do you think Frank Reich's decision to go for it on fourth down at the end of the first half and miss it on a really good throw by Rivers that was really out just outstretched arms of, of Michael Pittman? Did that cause what was an absolute travesty after travesty after travesty of fourth down decisions the rest of the week? Wow. You do you wonder if that like had any? I don't because he got filleted for that by the by the you know the the cognacy of silliness on you know just every Bill Cower going Bill Cower like having a seizure because the Colts are not down fourteen thirteen at the half instead they're down fourteen ten it's like I don't know what I don't know what you want man like and being the old I am writing myself I might get this tattooed on my forearm actually. Just like, don't be the old man yelling at the fucking tree. Just don't be that yeah, guy. Yeah. Do not. That's like my one. That's like my my dad goal. Like, like I have a few dad goals. Like, can we the, talk about how funny those commercials are? Yeah. The t- you know the like people that buy progressive insurance yeah. and then turn in their parents. But like, but like Incredible. my 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 biggest goal is like a my biggest goal as a parent. Did you print out directions to get here? No. If so, you're in the right <laughs> spot. My biggest goal as a parent is for my kids to like legit ask me what I think about things as opposed to being like, I already know being able as to as opposed to praying that you don't tell them what you yeah, think. Exactly. About things. Like yeah. instead of being predictable where they like already know where I stand on literally every single issue, I want them to <laughs> like legit ask what I think about something. So that with a genuine, like, cause not that many people have that. Right. And it's True. like, you know, to have like something of an open mind in that way. Um, 
but it's it's akin to what you're saying. Don't be the old man yelling the same shit for ten years into I, a crowd. I um so last whatever, two nights ago um, now I guess Chris asked he was like you know was Reich was right to to do that you know right because he was getting a lot of questions from people about it yeah and I was like you know I asked you what the numbers were and it was as we suspected a very smart decision. And he was like, man, he's getting killed. I might, you know, try and say a couple things like about him in the game. Cause like, this is not, you know, it's not right. The way that people have no information. This is what pisses me off. People go on and criticize him without any evidence. Yeah. It's well, your own it's, fucking feeling. Like how, how but much that's, do you but think that's you exact, actually know what's going but on? But that's exactly the whole thing with the Bud Dupree and the, the everything. Like people are like, so there was one of these, you know, these quote tweets. It's like, are you hiring trolls? Cause I want a job. And it's like, we're not trolling. Like one of the things cited data. Well, not only <laughs> that, but it's like one of the things about big Ben, like people, people wonder if we just were confident. I think you and I are probably the least self-assured people, self-assured people out there. When one of the reasons I tweeted out the whole, like, you know, he's this on yards per attempt, this on net adjusted yards. And then he's this in PFF grades was because I was wondering, are we getting this wrong? Like, that's part of the, like, and, you know, I think that there's, and not to say, like, part of the reason, and I, somebody got it, like, why are you, why are you making fun of these people? It's like, I think football's fun, right? And, and you know, it, other people's fun is to call us fucking idiots or whatever. Other people's fun is calling Frank Reich an idiot. But it's like, if if we don't push back on some of these ideas, like, somebody like Frank Reich's going to lose a job and football's going to turn backwards a little bit. It's going to be less yeah, fun. Yeah, less fun. For, like, did anybody enjoy any of these fucking games with the punts? No, no. There wasn't one person that was like, ah, oh, I can't wait to watch this. Like punt. The, the bears, the bears versus uh honey. Not right yeah, now. Yeah. They're punting, They're punting. Yeah. <laughs> like even, even the saints, the saints could have blown the, the bears out of the water. If they, if they go for more fourth downs, the, you know, the honey, more salami. Do you I think, feel a punt. Do you coming. think there's any Tennessee Titans fans right now that wished Mike Vrabel punted on fourth and two from Baltimore's 40 when you're down four no I text Chris that I was like I was like that's and I I was a little bit but I'm like that could get you fired that decision could get could get you fired what do you mean punting on fourth and two from the opponent's 40 in the fourth quarter when you're down four oh, that's no that's the whole reason he did it it's not getting him fired uh, right I mean that's that, that's the big yeah. picture the, their their objective function is different than ours which is ours is I want to see this team win the game theirs is I want to fail with the rest of the crowd because the crowd is bleeding EV at a very small rate but yeah. it's an acceptable version of doing it and so uh, you know you're, you're what the, gets you fired is your quarterback being a head case what doesn't get you fired is punting. Punting, yeah. not getting someone fired. But but it, there's there's an aspect of this which is there's an aspect of this which is you know good on Frank Reich for doing this even though and 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 his and his guys too uh, George and 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 John who work for the, who give them the numbers yeah. good for them for building a situation where I and it's the same with the Bills. The Bills are really intelligent too. Like when they get to fourth down and reasonable, I don't have to worry about them making good or bad decisions but like Vrabel everybody's edging out over the fact that Vrabel did that whole like hey I'm gonna put a 12th man on the field and all this kind of stuff it's like that's great and but you can't get basic strategy right yep and and Frank Reich said he said our analytics team said it was a strong go so we went 
Yeah, good like, for him. Good for him. He deserved he deserved Trusting, praise. This you know, always trust the process that you've put a ton of time into developing over the random fucking right. fire and fury person who has no vested stake One, in it. And, and don't and, trust that. And person. there's no and there's no coincidence that that was the most entertaining game of the weekend. Two teams that play football optimally. Hey, I really thought New Orleans Chicago was great. Tampa Bay is going to New Orleans to play the Saints for the third straight time, which means that we will have an entire week of uh, data points on playing a team for the third time. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about it. Here's how I would break this down. The Tampa Bay team. Oh, by the way, no, they, they split. Both of the teams that th – this will be the third such occasion, right? What do you – oh, of the, the, the season. Third, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But neither time has a team gone in having swept the other one the until other. this week. What I would say is that Tampa Bay played them week one, and then I believe it was week 10 Yeah, it was Chris's game, right? Yep, and that was – both those Tampa Bay teams were dramatically different. This is exactly actually what I think um, I said at the beginning of the year, where you could have Tampa Bay be the worst team almost the entire year, but you could get to the playoffs, and they could be the better team. And I think that is almost the case. I guessed – New Orleans minus one and a half. It's three. <laughs> You're going to take the points with Tampa. I'm going to take the dramatic. It was three and a half, and it's been bet down to three already. So I think uh, people believe the same thing. If it you were do. three and a half, I would take. I mean, that three and, and a half. A, I, I hate to say this, but three and a half, the way that they're playing versus now, this is another one where the matchup is favorable yeah. to New Orleans. New Orleans, like you know. I part of the reason I tweeted this out was more for like how much, how good New Orleans, like an appreciation for their defense. I think, like the Bears can shred up a shit defense. At least yeah. we saw it over the second half, and they had they had no breathing room today. Like it was you know the, they had the one play where Wims dropped the football, and other than that, it was a pretty big. Um, you know they they punted, but they basically they almost never crossed midfield today. So like New Orleans comes into this game the problem is if you took away everything but the quarterback brady is playing so much better than breeze that's my point it's unbelievable and so that's why i think Tam it's tampa or pass for me on this one tampa bay uh, tom brady's playing awesome they have better weapons um the only thing that really worries me is Bruce Arians versus Sean Payton is a huge mismatch. Yeah, but Sean, is Sean Payton huge mismatch? So can we can we have Sean some Payton shows up in big games though? Yeah, can we have some discourse on Sean Payton though? Because the Taysom Hill stuff is annoying. Okay, it's annoying, but like Drew Brees isn't out there fucking dealing. That's what I'm saying. But like the but it the Taysom Hill at quarterback stuff is not positive EV. In short yardage, it is. Yeah, but but having him. Putting him in, hoping for an I-man box, dropping back and heaving it is not a putt. Okay, plus I agree. And like they do that more now because Breeze can't throw the deep ball at all. Uh, Thomas coming back was big for sure. Um, I think Devin White will be back mm -hmm. off the COVID list, which that helps. Kamara, you know, Kamara's run the football better like since uh, you know the Minnesota game, but he ran the football really well today against Chicago, who's not a terrible defense. Um, but to me, it's it's the handicap is Brady's playing so much better than Breeze, and yeah, and it, don't and go it, to the secondary, third, tertiary, you know, yeah. things, and ignore the fact that Tom Brady is 
dramatically better quarterback. Here's a question. Does Ronald Jones being out help the Bucks in the same way that, like... Yeah, maybe, because he's just so bad. <laughs> well, no, I don't think Ronald Jones is bad. He I just can't think, catch the football. That's yeah, a that's problem. Yeah, that's true. And, and Lenny do, did a good job out of the backfield catching it. But I do think they hand the ball Nickelback. to him. They hand the ball to... Look at this photograph. They, they hand the ball to him, Too like, much. less often. And I yeah. think it, he's a better... You know, they're a better offense as a result. So if Jones is banged up again, that might actually be better for their, their offense because they'll they'll work through Evans and Godwin, who Godwin, by the way, couldn't catch a cold the other day. Um, Godwin's Evan Brown and Gronk and, and Cameron Bray, dare to be Bray. Since the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bye week, which was in week 13, yep. the highest graded quarterback in the NFL in PFF passing grade is Thomas Edward Brady. By the I, way, I think the, that's his middle name. By the way, when his efficiency numbers are down, but his PFF grade was high, that was one thing Steelers fans looked at and said, you guys are full of shit. Well, it looks like the those things tend to converge over time. Yeah. It turns out you're wrong. Um, citing touchdown interception ratio is, and always will be, one of the dumbest things you can possibly do. Yep. So continue doing that and getting drowned. But the point being is that Tom Brady, so over the last, was that, five weeks or so, uh, no, more than that. Yeah. Um, 94.2 PFF grade. It is, it is six weeks. 94.3 PFF grade. A solid two points clear of anyone else. And then there's this cluster right beneath him. And when I say when, when I say that, what I'm trying to say is, like, he's not just playing really well. Like, he's playing better than anyone else in the NFL at quarterback right now. And, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is right there. Aaron Rodgers has done it for the whole season. Um, 18 big-time throws one turnover worthy play over that time period and drew Brees. let me scroll down here let me see if i can find uh drew Brees. drew Brees is actually not the first drew on the list his pff grade is below drew locks over that time period not great bob it's nice to have drew remember, Locke in the remember back when there wasn't a pandemic and like we were all in the office and we had the like who would you rather have drew Brees or tom brady debate I can't remember who said Drew Brees, but I'm finding them. It was Tom Brady all along. The tweets have been deleted, yeah. just like the Bud Dupree tweets. Not believing in you know someone that takes care of their body over an advocate spokesman is a tough look. Yeah, they're they're both on the they're both on the shill spectrum, but I feel like Brady's. Yeah, but yeah. Brady uses the product. I feel like. I mean, like, <laughs> there's one thing. So here's the thing. It's like. Uh, I forget who said this, but like they were like, yeah, yoga is just stretching. But if you call it stretching, no one does it. You call it yoga and everyone's buying a yoga yeah. mat. And it's like, did I, did that I, doesn't make it bad for you. Did I tell you about the, the guy, put, the, my roommate in college who's a kicker? And like he got into that like pyramid scheme stuff, you know, like. Oh, yeah. yeah you did tell and, this. and he uh, he once, of course, he didn't know anything. So he thought like he believed that if you kicker. drank this water, you'd jump higher. So then the athletic department had him do like an experiment and it did it like, it's like the <laughs> Wait, water that made you jump higher. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure it reminds me of Space Jam when Jordan. I'm pretty sure I took part in it just stuff. to just to watch the thing crash and burn. The, the, that would explain it. Your vertical is pretty good for prodigious. a big guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sweet, but a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I was wrong there. I like Tampa plus three. Uh, we like Kansas City, I guess minus ten. You so give so you relented a little bit there. You don't right. like Kansas City. No, I said 
Okay. You said I guess, and I'm just well. I'm, you're I'm just, getting the worst of the number probably I, here. Do you think it I'm gets saying. out to eleven and a half, or do you think the do you think the Browns fans? Yeah, that's a tough bark, one. Go up to the counter, bark that they want Cleveland. I mean, plus for it 10. to go from seven and a half all the way through ten, you know, and then keep going. Kansas City hasn't covered in a while, man. I, I could see some sharpish money coming in on Cleveland. Buffalo hasn't not covered until this week. Like that's my that that's an endpoint situation, right? It's yeah. like because Kansas City handled New Orleans, handled Tampa, didn't cover, handled Miami, didn't cover either any of those games because of last second stuff. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, I'd be happy. I'm content laying off of Kansas City. Maybe thinking about what it looks like at the end of the week. I, I and honest to God, I think most models probably will end up liking Cleveland. I mean, what do we have? So if you look at our power rankings right now, I think it's about Kansas City's eleven and a half points better. Cleveland's not one and one point nine points better. Cleveland probably goes up a little bit after this past week. Maybe not that much because it was kind of a fluky game. But you add in home field advantage, add in the buy, it's probably worth ten. Uh, I, I'm sure that's why people grabbed KC when it was short. Seven and a half is absurd. So let's let's leave off Kansas City. Let's go Green Bay minus seven. I wish there was a way to tease that. Well, you could you could tease. Um, like I wish I wish New Orleans was two and a half. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. You're getting so much more value with Tampa by itself at three. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing: at seven, you're not getting that much value teasing it down because seven, you're True. coming off of a push. If you like. If you like Green Bay, tease down to one, and you have to pair it with something else, you might as well just lay seven with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I like – it's weird. So, I was – we were pretty heavy on the underdogs in the wild card, and that made a pretty big amount of sense. I feel a lot stronger about the favorites in this round overall. Mm-hmm. Well, that's always how it goes, yeah. right? That, that it's historically been. Now we don't know now that half the home teams this week did not come mm-hmm. off a buy. We're not sure how that ends up working. Um, but yeah, also it kind of makes me want Kansas City a little bit more. Cream Hunt says this week is personal towards Kansas City. All in on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here it is. <laughs> I mean, I, I I would lay off that if I'm getting a second chance chance after kicking a woman on camera. I'm probably just going to probably be like, just not going to say just that. probably yeah. going to. You gave up on me. I'm like, eh. I, I would say anytime Cream Hunt says this is personal, you want to head in the uh, direction <laughs> of the other hotel. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, at least the other elevator. For fuck's Fuck. sake, I mean, garbage. Um, so Green Bay, Buffalo, Tampa. Tampa, the one dog. I mean, give me Tom Brady against Drew Brees. I think Buffalo is. I think the Buffalo number is short. I obviously we love, we love the Ravens. You know their approach to things. the The great equalizer here is Buffalo's approach to things is just as good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know they've accelerated. I think the our opinion of them. You know, yeah. so we'll write uh, these up. We may change our mind over the next twenty minutes or so, but. Um, you can uh, go check this out now. It'll be out when you're listening to this. Well, actually, some I get the, we get this out kind of late, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, Zach Tantillo, and by the Mike way, Quinn, our our normal producer, the great um, Tyler Sobchick. Tyler Sobchak, Browns, Browns fan. Yep. Congratulations, Tyler. We I hope missed he's you tonight in the in the streets. 
He deserves it. Yeah, he deserves it. Okay. Um, that's our show. So uh, thanks for hanging out. And I promise if I can find the quote tweets, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to email Twitter. Let's see if Somebody I can. Somebody tried to rip them. on me on Twitter for being petty tonight. I'm like, I'm shocked personally. Stunned. Yeah. That, that people on Twitter would find you? a way to rip us. You petty? No. Oh, I thought you meant people on Twitter finding a way to rip us, <laughs> even when we're I'm right. I'm just a humble computer geek, man. Yeah, just here to, just here to have some fun. All right, thanks for hanging out. Love you guys. In the dark, you shine.